Hey, Tyler. What's up? Let's talk about Christmas. What about Christmas? Do you like it? Love it. All right. <laughs> the best. Ranking best holiday. Of holiday. Of the year. Oh, your favorite. Favorite oh, holiday. Absolutely favorite holiday. Hands All right. down. So, have you and Natalie decided are you real tree or fake tree type of people? So, traditionally, I've been a fake tree person. Oh, no. But, no. Wait, hear me out. Oh, so, so, this year, we're going real tree and I'm pumped. Okay. So, I've always desired the real tree. It's just my family was always the fake tree people. So, now that I we can't get to believe. do it on our John and Sherry were fake tree well, people. So the crazy thing, they're still using the same tree that they got on their honeymoon or on, <laughs> on their wedding as a gift. Crazy. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Who gives the who gives the Christmas I, I'm tree you. as I'm a wedding gift? I know, and they got they got married in like the summer. <laughs> so it's, it's it wasn't a winter wedding. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um that's that's something, man. Yeah. A, and still a using Christmas it. tree, a fake tree is a wedding gift. And still using it to this day. Wow. Yeah. I mean it I've is learned it's so old much. school. It is. You know, you gotta put every single branch in, <laughs> then you gotta wrap the lights around it. Oh it's, yeah. We've come a lot we've come a long way <laughs> with the fake tree since then. Yeah. All right, so you guys are going, what, are you going to Home Depot or what? No, you're we're going to the tree farm. Real the tree. deal. Oh, we're going all in. What? You're going to take this a saw and cut it down. going to do it. Wow. I'm pumped. Wow. It's going to be That's the amazing. Year. I'm what excited you for you. Um, we're real tree people, if you can't tell. Yeah, Fraser fir. <laughs> get it at the Home Depot, generally Home about Depot. the second or third week Fancy. of December. And uh, yeah, it's got a long run in our house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we, yeah, so we're getting like the last one, the little Charlie Brown. It's tree. slim pickings. I'll be honest. There's <laughs> nothing taller than six feet. And <laughs> but uh, but we love it. I've tried to talk That's Catherine good. out a couple times, and she just pulls us right just back into back that in. real tree. So uh, yeah, the kids like it. Cat likes it. Oh, and uh, and and we we take a day and wrap it all up in lights and ornaments. We we <laughs> use our same ornaments from when we got married, though. Yeah, well, that's so good. We've kept, at least uh, you, at least kept you got those. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Christmas right around the corner. So ready. Hey everyone, I'm here with Chris for our podcast Weekly Hope. We're here just discussing this week's sermon and some upcoming things going on throughout the week uh, for our church family. Chris, I know we had a guest speaker this week, yeah. Don Brock. I know you have a good relationship with him. Just wanted to share who he is and, and just kind of what he's meant to you. Yeah, Don and I met uh, about 10 years ago. I just moved from uh, seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina, down to Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, shared on Sunday. But honestly, I was kind of just looking for a job and had some mutual friends that had connected me with him and told me that we needed to meet up. And so... I remember us meeting over at a Five Guys and just sitting down and having a great conversation. And I don't know, like for some of our young professionals, it's that awkward like networking yeah. time where you're like, "Hey, uh, you have any jobs?" <laughs> I am desperate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to not show how desperate I am. How do you show you're desperate so, without showing you're desperate? So desperate. <laughs> and uh, and he he was so kind and so gracious to me. And uh, didn't have any jobs, but <laughs> but I remember just kind of being like, "Will you be my friend then?" Because this has been fun to hang out with you, and uh, and he he was just really really kind to continue a friendship. And as the Lord did provide a, a position at another church for me to serve as a middle school pastor, um, Don just became a, a good good close friend that over the years was somebody I could grab lunch with or or call up and and talk to about ministry and life and has just always been that great encourager to me. So uh, it was it was just an honor and, and really fun to get to invite him to come speak to our faith family and 
have him share from Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'd encourage everybody to just have somebody like that in your life that uh, that just is there for you, for you, and um, maybe older and wiser mm-hmm. and uh, has walked through life experiences and, and things. And uh, Don has certainly been one of three or four guys that's been that for me uh, throughout my life in ministry. So uh, it was great to have him with us yesterday, yeah. and I thought he, he thought he preached a great sermon. Definitely. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, fu- it was just a, a fun Sunday all around. Felt like Absolutely. just a lot of excitement, energy with baptisms and with everything else. Man, God's doing like just some really, really neat stuff in yeah. this season in Hope Church, and it's just it's just fun to be a part of. We're just mm. along for the ride, you know, like just uh, just trying to hang on and and see what God what God does is, is he's building the church. Yeah. So can't believe we're fifteen weeks in. It's you crazy, know? Uh, but it's it's so much fun. And it was honestly just encouraging to be able to take a Sunday and just walk through a psalm together, just somewhere in the Bible that is inherently just very encouraging text and just a a really restful place to sit in together as a church on Sunday. So it was fun. It felt really filling leaving, you know, with the encouragement of God's Word at a psalm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked, um, so Don spoke on Psalm 139 and kind of talked through a few different points and a few different places that just really stood out to him or has impacted him over the years as he has preached and as he's just walked through life. Uh, one of those things was in, in one of the first few verses in this chapter, it says, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home and you know everything that I do. Mm. And through this, Don shared a story in his own life about how growing up, the thing that he wanted most was to be a pilot in life mm. and studied, worked really hard, um, did all of his flight miles and everything and took the test to come back and find out that he didn't pass. Um, and it was just a major moment in his life of the Lord just really working in him to see, okay, maybe I have different plans and then come to find out he did pass the test and it was just false information that had been given. Um, but really this just set forward, uh, just a a fork in the road of, okay, am I going to follow my own plans or God's plans? And I think to some capacity, we all have moments like this in our lives. I know I do as well. Um, Chris, is there, has there ever been just a major moment for you of, of just a fork in the road where you've followed the Lord's plans instead? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of those certainly for me was feeling, you know, calling to ministry, mm-hmm. much like Don. I remember mine was a little bit different. I was going into high school and, uh, I was, I was just terrified of, being a pastor, going into ministry, what that meant, mm. um, and just truly feeling like God was 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 pulling my heart and calling me to serve in pastoral ministry and student ministry and uh, surrendering to that, going into high school and really just mm. giving up everything uh, from the sports to a lot of the other activities that I had been doing and just kind of plugging into my church and going and serving there every day, stacking chairs and sweeping floors and leading Bible studies and just had some great, great mentors and friends mm. through that season in my life that really invested in me and uh, and and let me kind of cut my teeth in ministry as I began to serve there. And uh, the love for it in my heart just grew through that season as a high schooler. Um, but then there was another moment where I, I remember feeling led to go to Southeastern Baptist mm. Seminary, and I'd never even been to North Carolina. I mean, I'd never never gone, never visited the campus, never done anything, and and just really feeling and sensing like that's where God was leading me to go, and packing up everything in my 2001 Mitsubishi Gallant, the <laughs> Silver Bullet, and 
and, and driving out there uh, to start classes in a place that I'd never been. And, you know, just so happening that Catherine lived in the apartment above me and that's where we met and plugged into a great church. And, uh, man, the Lord just, just used those kind of, uh, those leadings and like that obedience to, to go in the direction that I really sensed that he was leading us to go. Um, and use it in powerful ways in my life. And there's certainly been times, even in planting a church, where kind of some fork in the road type stuff, where really sensing and feeling like this is what God was calling us to do, um, and and walking down that path. And so mm. uh, I'm, I can certainly resonate with Don yeah. and those uh, and those feelings of leaving everything behind to pursue what you feel like God's calling you to do. But would love to hear about you, Tyler. Is there ever time like that in your life? Well, first, I don't want to pass by the fact that you named your car the Silver Bullet. Oh, it so was I Silver Bullet. <laughs> falling apart every day. It was falling apart. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it. Catherine certainly did not marry me for my car. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Just couldn't jump into this about. <laughs> At least I just step back to talk about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I have similar moments in my life too. As silly as it sounds, believe it or not, when I went to college, I thought I was going to create a theme park in my life. So I thought that was that was the plan the Lord had for me was to make the next big theme park in America. Wow. And clearly, although that is a majorly ambitious plan for life, uh, the Lord very much had different plans. So when I went to Georgia College, I chose that school because they had the highest rate of retention into the Disney College program. And so I kind of even chose my school based on assuming I was going to go that path and filled out all the paperwork, did everything there. But at the same time, that very same semester when I submitted that the application, uh, we had started a college ministry. And so there was just that huge moment of the Lord kind of showing what felt like two different paths of, am I going to do something that I am passionate about or something that I feel like could be an incredible experience and just use of time, or am I going to use it to serve the Lord, you know, faithfully in my life and and even in ministry? And that was kind of that semester where I felt the Lord really worked towards, I think I have different plans for you. Mm. So Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. One of the things that stuck out to me from the sermon was how he just kind of kicked it off. And there was about four different sections in this passage that we kind of walked through. But one of the things that he kicked it off with was from verses 1 through 6, mm-hmm. and just kind of making that point that there is nothing that God does not know. Mm-hmm. And we see David he really cries out this prayer in Psalm 139, where he says, You've examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down and stand up. You know my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel. And when, I, and when I'm at rest at home, you know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Mm. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. And just really seeing, you know, how, how we, we have a God, we serve a God that is omnipotent mm-hmm. and omniscient and omnipresent. And that's really what verses 8 through 11 talk about. Uh, is that God, there's no place that God is not, yeah. and so um, man, it's such a such a strong um, passage in the Bible that that really just shows us these attributes and characteristics mm-hmm. of God and how much He does care for and love each one of us. You yeah. know, knows our thoughts like the grains of the sand. You know, mm-hmm. and and just cares for us so 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 deeply. And oftentimes, I think in our lives, we can just we can look at ourselves, we can look at our failures, we can look at our faults, we can look at all our mistakes and all the things that we've done and just think, man, like God views me the way that I view me, or God views me mm-hmm. like I'm like I am a mistake or a mess up. And just to even hear Don say that, I mean, God doesn't make junk, God doesn't make mistakes. Um, and so overall for me, I mean, one of the just key things 
uh, from this sermon was just the the graciousness mm. and the encouragement and the kindness uh, that that Pastor Don was able to present this yeah. sermon with. And I would just go back and encourage everybody to to listen uh, to this sermon because it will refresh and encourage your heart, as it certainly did for me. And convict as well. So the the way even the the end of the chapter and the end of this prayer by David, uh, Don said, is, is one of the gutsiest prayers in the Bible Absolutely, um, in his mind, which is verse 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And, and it's true. I mean, how convicting would it be? And I would encourage everyone who's listening to this and everyone in our church to pray that this week and just spend time with your family, like, man, just praying to the Lord to, to know and to test your anxious heart, to refine you and to grow us, and then also just lead us in a path towards His calling over our own. Hmm. And Chris, what, would, what does that look like for you, and, and what even would that look like for Hope Church, uh, praying those kind of prayers? So I love how there's this like balance between verses 1 and 2, and then 23 yeah. and 24. So the start of the chapter and then the end of the chapter is that God knows everything about you. God knows your thoughts. Yeah. God knows when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you stand up, when you sit down. He already knows everything. But there's a point in our life that we have to come to where we ask God to search us out and to know us and to know our thoughts and to reveal to us any way in our lives that is not pleasing to Him, even though He already knows it. But sometimes we just need to have that revealed in our own lives yeah. to us. And there has to come a point where we're asking God to do that for us in our lives because um, even even in my life, like we we can miss out on our own mistakes. Sure. We can look at ourselves as though we're better or we're fine or whatever. Definitely. And it is a gutsy prayer to say, God, you know, what is it in my life that is not honoring you? That is not in your path? That's not uh, that's that's not the way that you desire me to go? And to pray that prayer and then and then look at him, and answer it, and 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 make changes in our life for holiness and to pursue him and to seek him. And so that's a it's a gutsy prayer that that at the end of the service I prayed yesterday, yeah. and and I'm praying today, sure. <laughs> and I and I pray that every person in our church would begin to think what what does it look like for me to open up my heart and my life and allow allow God to speak into um, any way that's not that's not following His path, mm. and and then to listen to Him when He speaks that. And to make the changes necessary, whether it's through accountability or community or repentance, mm-hmm. um, to to begin to set up our lives to walk with Him. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of what I, I think it looks like for Hope Church, and yeah. what it looks like in my life personally um, is to live a life of humility and dependence uh, on the Lord, that He will reveal to us the areas of our life that we don't even know sometimes mm-hmm. that we need to to hand over to Him. Yeah. So, uh, I thought it was a great sermon, and I'm I'm just so looking forward um, to how that will impact so many of our people, and to hear stories of of what God's doing in our in our life uh, moving forward. Definitely. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything for our church to be just on the lookout for in these next coming months? Yeah, this Sunday, we just a couple quick announcements. Have Discover Hope after uh, the service, so would like to invite anybody who is not 
plugged into Hope Church, has not come to Discover Hope before. It's just a one-hour class after service to find out more information about our church, have your questions answered, hear about our mission and our vision, meet some of the leadership, and just have an all-around good time uh, and, and to be able to take some next steps to get connected. Uh, we'll be back in Genesis for one week this Sunday, and we'll be taking communion at the end of the service just so you can kind of prepare your heart for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 28th, we're going to have a good friend, Johnny Hunt, uh, that's going to be preaching uh, during that service, and so looking forward to having him preach, and yeah. would love uh, for, if you're listening, to invite a friend, invite a neighbor um, to come and hear uh, him preach the gospel. I think it'll be a good Sunday. And then the last thing is just our Christmas Eve service. I want to let everybody know about that. We will have a Christmas Eve service at the North American Mission Board, our location, so 4200 North Point Parkway. Um, and we're going to do some RSVPs just to kind of make sure we have enough seats available. So you can go to our website, hopechurchjc.com slash Christmas Eve, and sign up yourself and your family for that so we can make sure we have enough seats ready. But it should be a great time, uh, 5 p.m. on December 24th. So that's what I've got. Can't wait for the days ahead. We've got some really, really fun things we're going to be sharing that God's doing in Hope Church over the next couple of weeks. So uh, just hang on with us, and uh, we'll, we'll see what God does. Awesome. Well, that's pretty much what we have for you all today. This has been Weekly Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information, you can visit our website at www.hopechurchjc.com, and we'll see you at 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Be blessed.